Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But in my clinic, at least, it was just a wipe clean sofa and a flickering incandescent light bulb. <laughs> which is enough for some people, but it wasn't enough for me. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Test Tube Baby. Before we go any further, I am going to acknowledge the big, red, shiny elephant in this room that is currently sat in front of me, which you can't see, but I can. Tristan, bless you little cons. Uh, you caught the sun today, didn't you? I did, but through no fault of my own. I oh, know it's yeah, yeah. You were you were deceived by the weather forecast. Yeah, normally it would be someone. It's your own bloody fault if you get burned, isn't it? You yeah, know, everyone yeah, looks yeah. and you go, "Well, you're an idiot, aren't you?" But not this time. No, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, the BBC. I was misled. They lied to us, didn't they? they lied. Yeah, they lied. They said it was going to be rainy and cloudy. Well, we were outside all day. It was boiling hot and sunny. And before you come at us and say, oh, "You can still burn with cloud," yes, we know that, but it really was meant to be cold today. Um, Tris is the colour of well, I mean. Your nose is incredibly dark red. Your legs, you've currently got some very short shorts on, which are actually very short. I've just noticed this. Um, the top halves of your thighs are little milk bottles. Um, the bottom halves resemble sun-dried tomatoes. So I look like a drumstick squashy. If you know what that is, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. That is literally what you look like. You've also got panda eyes, haven't you? Because you were yeah, yeah, it's like an all over burn, isn't it? I'm not like an unlucky person who just has like an arm that was perhaps in the sun or maybe <laughs> a, an ear or something. It is my head, my shoulders, my knees, and my toes. Yeah, well, look, I just thought we should acknowledge this before we go any further because he's feeling Thank you a little for making that the first thing you spoke about on the podcast. You're just feeling a little bit under the weather, aren't I you? Am, I am. I don't. I, I've got a bit of a headache as well, You're a bit but I'm crispy. gonna power through because this week is all about. Yes, it is. Check you out. We'll come back to that in a second. Um, If you haven't yet, please subscribe, even if it is just a pity subscribe because you feel sorry for Tristan. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, You can also, of course, leave a review. So my name is Miranda Burns. Over there, looking very red and sorry for himself, is Tristan Hall. And wherever you are, we hope you're having the best day. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you're new to our podcast family in Test Tube Baby, we're chatting through all things IVF and hopefully beyond because cross your fingers and your toes and your little burnt kneecaps that one day there is going to be a baby joining us. In true Tristan and Miranda style, there'll be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism, and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves. Today's episode is long overdue. We're calling it the one about the guys or the one for the guys or the one for the blokes. Something that 
generally any, summarizes any collective noun you can think of to describe <laughs> men. Throw it in there. Geezers, boys, fellas, chaps. lads, chaps, all of them. Throw them in there. Do it. The thing is, you guys are overlooked. I'm just going to say it. Um, this is our personal opinion, but I feel like IVF is very much a sort of female-centric world. And I don't think it should be like that. You're 50% a part of this journey. And I, I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. Physically, you know, quite, quite literally and emotionally as well, because you were so supportive. So we're going to talk all about it. It also means that I get to take a little back seat. Because Tris is going to be doing most of the discussing. So that's nice for me. <laughs> um, so we put it on our socials, Miranda.Burns, Tristan.Hall and Pod, to see if you had any questions. And you guys came through. Thank you so much. We'll try and cover them all in this episode. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just going to discuss about it. We're going to talk about the things that aren't touched upon enough. And hopefully, I don't know, offer a little bit of advice and support if you're a guy who is about to embark on the IVF journey or perhaps if you're a girl and you're listening to this and then you think afterwards oh I could give this to my partner to listen to as well you know you could pass the message on whatever we can do to help and make you feel a little bit less alone as someone who has just gone through IVF and has had a successful transfer you can take that into consideration as well um how did you find it? I know that's a really simple and yet massive question, but I feel like it's the sort of thing that we should cover before we go any further. How are we speaking? Like emotionally or? All of it. All yeah. of the above. So the whole journey is one that has like blown my mind from the start. Like I think it's so amazing about you know, the way that science works and the way that this thing can just become a a baby. Like we are, we are now what, 14 weeks pregnant tomorrow on the day you're listening to this right now, we'll be 14 weeks pregnant. And it's crazy to think of that day that we were in there and we transferred that embryo that we saw, like a little picture of it being tiny, cellular, tiny thing, has now just become a moving creature in your tummy. Like, that's, that's bonkers. <laughs> a moving creature. <laughs> emotionally, I think I dealt with it all quite well. Um, you know, I, I, we've been through a lot of shit, you and I, um, especially with everything that happened last year with our miscarriage. Yeah. So I think we were in a really good place going into IVF in terms of like our relationship and how yeah. strong we were. And that was a really good foundation for, for everything we were going to go through. Obviously there were difficult days like uh, egg retrieval day where we found out we only had four eggs having mm -hmm. had 30 natural follicles. Um, that was quite disappointing. Uh, but I think that was like our only piece of like bad news we got. Yeah. And from there on in, it was all positive because every single day when we had those calls, although I was fraught with anxiety and really nervous because that's that's the hardest bit, I think, for me, is having us, all this contact with your clinic and then egg retrieval happens and then it is, you know, once a day, they tell you what's going on. So you don't know what's happened. So you've got these babies just chilling in their Petri dishes, doing their thing. Mm -hmm. You don't know if one day you've got four and the next day you're going to have none. Yeah. Now, they can kind of plot how things are growing. So you can kind of guess that if things are going well on day two, they're probably going to make it to day three. But these things do happen. And it could be that, you know, something goes on and none of them make it. So every time that phone call comes through, you're always really kind of edge of the seat stuff, like nervous and not sure what they're going to say. Yeah, those phone calls, actually, I'm trying to think of a comparison for somebody that's not gone through it. But say, for example, you're finding out whether you got into your first choice university or say, for example, you're in a relationship or you're seeing someone and you've sent a risky text and then you see those like three dots. But times a thousand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what it feels like. That kind of hit of fear and trepidation and adrenaline when your heart rate 
your heart rate increases and you panic a little bit and you get like sweaty palms. That was us every day waiting for the phone call. So on the more practical side of things, how do you find it? So, I mean, I mean like the day to day, basically sometimes being excluded from the process. We were fortunate. Our clinic was very understanding of our situation. And so um, some of the rules were bent a little bit for us because they knew that I needed Tristan and Tristan needed me to have as best chance as we possibly could. Just emotionally, I think it affects you a lot when you've had bad news recently, you know, in recent history. Um, So we're grateful for that. But there were still times when, you know, I think it was quite Miranda heavy as opposed to Tristan heavy. How did that make you feel? Yeah, you're right. We, we were lucky. Um, so I don't think I had as much as a lot of people would do in this situation right now. And obviously in the post-COVID world, guys can go to whatever they want to go to. Um, you do feel a little bit helpless, I guess, because there's not an awful lot you can do. Like your job, if you didn't want to, you would have one day you were needed, right? Mm. If you want, if you were like, right, this is her thing, which I will say now, do what you want to do, but that's the wrong way to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't be that guy. But like, if, if that's what you wanted to do, then you could only get, go in on one day. You know, that's all you're needed for. So yeah, I don't think I was ever kind of left out as such because you and I are constantly going through everything together. But if you were perhaps in a relationship where that wasn't the case, I could see how you would feel left out. Or as a woman, you know, you might feel that the guy is excluding himself because it's all quite heavy Not on you. Not pulling his weight, Yeah, perhaps? exactly. That could be a thing. So it's... It is a process that almost lends itself to that if you're not careful. So I think my big piece of advice for that would be to, if you are someone who wants to be involved, immerse yourself in it. Go to that injection mm-hmm. teach and learn how to do it. Even if you're not planning on doing it, go and learn. Be part of it. So you can be the person who does all the meds and sorts it all out. Be that helping hand. Be the person who's there to, I don't know, carry the shopping in so she doesn't have to do anything and risk anything going wrong. Like, just be on hand as best you can in case you're needed. Yeah. Oh my goodness. In so many ways. I mean, I don't want to make this about me whatsoever, but if you're looking for a way to be uh, helpful and supportive and and productive, then just being the go-to guy that your missus needs ready at you know the drop of a hat or if you're still at work, ready to pick up the phone and answer if she's calling you and she's worried about something, just giving your time, that is invaluable. <laughs> I feel like we have to acknowledge your job because... Oh, Christ, yeah, that was, that's a whole other thing. That was a huge can of worms. and just, That was awful, yeah. Oh, it was such a mess. And I feel as though potentially that was the beginning of the, hmm, maybe there's a underlying sexism. Is that too heavy a word? Perhaps maybe it is. But there's an underlying issue here where men are not treated with the same amount of Uh, respect and weight as maybe women are when it comes to IVF and we saw that head on in the form of your work and their lack of support I want to say first that as a man I and women listening will will, will understand this like I fully understand that in probably most other places in life unfortunately there is a sexism the other way around right there is a lot of sexism out there and I am I'm really passionate about that um but yeah you're right like in IVF and being what even in in my head now is like quite a women's health related thing unfortunately there is that sexism there towards men um and that came clear very very quickly uh, in in the process um not even with the clinic or anything IVF related with my work so 
we've mentioned before on previous podcasts, but I'll kind of give you a rundown. I requested some time off uh, in line with my employer's fertility leave protocol, whatever you want to call it. I want half a day for egg retrieval because, you know, obviously I'm needed that day. And then two times like one hours for scans that we were going to. And I thought that that would be absolutely fine. Okay, It should have been absolutely fine. No, it should be. Fine. And also, I, I also said that, you know, if it's a problem, I'm happy to make up those two one hours. I'm happy to take my lunch for them, whatever. Yeah, you were happy to make them up at the end of the day. Now, the woman who I was speaking to um, had been through IVF. So I was like, buzzing, sweet, you'll have an understanding. Um, but it was quite the opposite. She was incredibly unhelpful. Um, and this was my like boss, my line manager at the time who basically turned around to me and said, I'm not needed for those appointments. So she... There you go, sexism, right ha- there. Having- You're not needed. I always feel like the IVF thing worked against us because she used it. She, like, weaponized it as yeah. this, I have more information, so I know that you're not needed at those appointments. Not taking into account the whole mental and emotional side of things and why Tristan had been given sort of extenuating circumstances and to the permission to go into the appointments. So yeah, that was pretty rough. So the thing I would say for for people who are perhaps with an employer that's probably quite a big one, if you're with a smaller employer, generally speaking, if you can speak to the person who's in charge and is it like properly in charge, yeah. they're the sort of person who'd be like, yeah, of course, just take however the much time you boss. need. However, when you're working in like a multinational big yeah. corporation, <laughs> unfortunately, the big boss is far too big to speak to someone. It's probably fry. like in China or in yeah, the exactly. States or something. So it doesn't know who you are with the yeah. best will in the world. They don't know who Tristan is. So make sure that if you have any concerns, and even if you don't have any concerns, I would probably check anyway, just mm. to find out what your employer's uh, fertility leave kind of protocol is some people might say a few more days some people might just put it down a special leave and you can have as much as you want my employer only gave two days which i already think is wrong if you bear in mind that it was a woman you know you require one whole day for egg retrieval and probably a half day for embryo transfer if you want to look after yourself and you're supposed to be quite careful anyway Mm. that's your two days done yeah because this is like gender blind yes this rule is for both men and women and this was the thing that i found frustrating anyway because i didn't have to tell her what those two one hour appointments were for i out of the kind of goodness of my heart i guess and out of just trying to be a nice person and make sure everyone was aware of what was going on gave her the information and she was like no yeah, you could have said, dick. I've got an infectious f- foot yeah. thing. And she'd have been like, okay, yeah, sure. Go see your dermatologist. Yeah. So but instead, you were honest. So she was a dick. Um, and I'm not <laughs> afraid it. to say that because say it how it I'm is. out of the company for long enough now. Uh, <laughs> and I was not happy about that situation. So yeah, that was pretty horrendous. So yeah, check with your employer what their facility mm. leave policy is and make sure that they are aware of what's going to be going on. You don't have to tell them all the details, but make them aware that there will be some days you require off and have it in writing so that they do not go back on their word. Because exactly. Because you know how people can be slimy. Slimy little slimy snakes. Slimy people. Also, do it sooner rather than later. Don't be disappointed. You know, if you get this news that your partner, or if I'm speaking from the male perspective, if you cannot take the time off work to support your missus the day before... That's going to throw a real spanner in the works. You're going to have to sort out things like taxis or she's going to have to drive herself. And that's just an added stress that she doesn't need. So, yeah, I would, if I was you, sort this out ASAP. And like Tris said, absolutely get that paper trail, have it in writing so they can't go back on it. So, time for the questions. If you sent one in, thank you so much. Hopefully, we will cover it. We're going to try our damnedest. Um, The first one is, 
what are the logistics of doing a sperm test? I like the fact that you've used the word logistics because I also love that word. Um, we have done a whole episode on this. We did. What episode number is that? Um, Producer Tristan. He oh who God. edits the podcast. I'll recall that for a while. Producer Tristan. Hang on. Three. <gasps> I did say three at one point. Well, there you go. If you want a detailed analysis and description of doing a sperm test, then absolutely Go and listen to that episode after you finish this one. The technical terms being a semen analysis test. Semen analysis Because sperm test. is the cell. Semen is the, the, the stuff. Oh, sorry, say that again. The stuff. The semen is the whole liquid. And the, the sperm is just the I little think, wriggler. I think so, yeah. You know what sperm reminds me of? Tadpoles. No, yes, but no. Go on. Sea monkeys. Oh my gosh, did I ever tell you about my sea monkeys? No. Did I ever tell you what happened? So, you know sea monkeys? I don't actually know how it works. Are they like a little bacteria <laughs> that grow in a tub? I'm not really sure what they are, to be honest. I had some. I had like a pint glass sized tank with my sea monkeys in. Whatever they may be. And they were just wriggling around and all some green stuff. And there might have even been a torch or a lamp or something. It was quite high tech. Anyway. This girl came to visit my house. I cannot remember who she is. So I do hope that she doesn't now listen to this podcast episode and realise that, gosh, how old am I? 15, 16, 17 years later, I'm still angry. She literally picked up my sea monkeys and dropped them on the floor because she didn't know what they were. Why well, Why would you do that anyway? I don't know. Deliberately dropped them on the floor? No, no, no. Like She oh, right. like picked it up and was like, oh, what's this? And then there was just lots of dead sea monkeys on my carpet. And obviously, so sad. Yeah, I know. It was really sad. And obviously they were wet, so I couldn't hoover them up. So I had to let them dry. Sea monkeys confuse me because in terms of concept, it's the same as like having a diorolite or like a cystitis sachet. Yeah, you're right. You do right. pour a sachet in, don't you? So they're in, they're <laughs> in a sachet. <laughs> my little cystitis sea monkeys. But like, why? What? Why? How? Miranda Googles sea monkeys. Do you? Are they like the eggs? Sea monkeys are a novelty aquarium pet, a type of brine shrimp that undergoes cryptobiosis. Oh, they, they, they freeze them. Don't That's they? clever. Do they freeze dry them? That's so weird. Freeze dry your sperm. Well, that was a beautiful tangent, but we haven't answered the question. Just quickly, Tris, what are the logistics of doing a semen analysis test? So... Uh, you go into the special little room. You are given a small pot. You are told to wash your genitals because everyone needs to wash the genitals at some point and do no better time sink? to do you it. You do have a sink, don't you? You have a sink, but it's a sink that's a normal sink. It's not like a special ball sink. It is just a run-of-the-mill sink. They have special ball sinks in Amsterdam, so they exist. Do they? Yeah. Wait a second. Hang on. Let me sit up. What? They have sinks at a particular height in Amsterdam so that men can wash their genitals. So that when they see the lady of the night, they are clean. Where are these sinks? They're just out and about. Can I just say, why have you not asked me how I know this? That would absolutely be my first Whatever. question. I don't care. You don't care. What? Where are they? Are they just like up and down the street? Or are no. they like in the bathrooms? No, 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 no. If you like pay to see a, see someone. Oh, right now. I mean, it could, how, be, a, it could so be a man. How do you know this? There we go. Because I went to Amsterdam and I went round the, I think it was like a prostitution museum or something. Or did I watch a documentary? I didn't actually see any well i saw the women in shop windows that was quite eye-opening for many reasons just wasn't expecting it i went but oh, i went to amsterdam i didn't really want to go to be honest but i went 
I got lost. I was walking down a road. And then one day, yeah, I, I turned to my right and there was just a woman in a shop window who waved at me, scantily clad. And that was that. And then I did a bit of research because I just found it quite interesting. And then I learned about the sinks. So they exist. They're out there. I don't know if they're specific to Amsterdam. And I don't think that every Amsterdam establishment has one, but they exist. Well, perhaps if you're at a Dutch clinic, it might be a thing there. <laughs> but in the UK, at least, they are normal sinks. Uh, yeah, so you wash your bits in the sink and then you, you know, do your thing and produce a sample. Um, make sure it goes into the pot because that's an Woo-hoo! important thing because, you know, it's one chance. Um, and Or two of you, me, because I had to do a second sample. Oh, but that's, we'll come back that's to a that. horror story. Um, and then you pass it either through a hatch to someone or uh, you have someone come and collect it, which is always fun because you have to pop it into a little thing. This woman, this embryologist, held open like a Ziploc bag and I had to, like, put this pot in there. Warm. Yeah, warm. <laughs> so yeah that's that's the logistics of it one thing i will say uh and it's something i didn't know going into this i wasn't sure what the situation would be because if like me and you don't have anyone else that you know who's done something like this all you know is what you see in films and on tv they don't offer you any um, i'll use the phrase material right <laughs> there is no means of of uh, arousal generation that is offered to you now some places might do some places might offer you stuff but in my clinic at least it was just a wipe clean sofa and a flickering incandescent light bulb, <laughs> which is enough for some people, but it wasn't enough for me. <laughs> no top shelf magazines. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. A flickering. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say that if you require any simulation of that sort, make sure you pre-prepare your material. And also, I can guarantee to you now that that hospital Wi-Fi will not let you on any special websites. So make sure anything you need is already downloaded, or you tuck it in your back pocket and fold it. Up. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. Next question. Uh, Do you have advice to get my partner's friends to be more supportive of him during our IVF process? Good question. Interesting. Friends is a weird one, isn't it? Because it depends on how open you are with them about stuff. I guess, like, if you are really open with people, like I was, like, I was shouting from the rooftops, like, I, did, I was very open with everything. Yeah. If you're in a relationship with me, yeah, you literally if you're, chats, if you're not open, you're, 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 you're out. You're out. I exactly. love bodily functions. You it's, do. My, it's my USP. That's written on your Tinder bio. Tinder bio? <laughs> I don't have a t- Do you have a Tinder bio? I don't have a Tinder it's bio. It's all coming out today, isn't it, people? Oh, God. Swingers. Um, no, <laughs> I... <laughs> You said that so quietly, it almost was missable. Oh, I didn't hear Some it. people will be doing that little like flick back 15 seconds thing there to see what, what did he said. say. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anywho. Yeah, so I was quite open with people. I am unlucky in some ways, but lucky in other ways that I haven't got like a close group of friends nearby to me who were like, let's go out for beers all the time. Also Mm. pandemic, COVID. So I was able to escape that. But I think that will be, for me, I guess the main thing that people would have a problem with is if you're out to the pub on a Friday night, all the boys are on the beers and you're saying, oh, no, I'm not drinking, I'm doing IVF. And lads in a group and they're going oh you're not drinking oh you're pussy oh, oh IVF oh, peer pressure trying to make a baby oh, oh you're so uncool exactly and that that would be a, a kind of scenario that I could picture happening um, I know people who would be like that and unfortunately these people will never understand what it's like to go through IVF and if they ever do I'm sure they will be incredibly apologetic for how yeah. they've been but I would say that first of all you know, I'm not saying to you remove yourself from these friends because they're your friends, like, you know, but I think the way that you approach it is going to really affect the way that they are with you. If you are in the pub and you're like rolling your eyes, oh, I'm not drinking, you know, I'm just doing IVF, ha, oh, lads laughing, they will see that as a green light to take the piss out of you because yes. you have made a joke yes. about it. If your first conversation you have with them is like a serious sit down chat, and I know that guys, we don't do it enough, but we should do because men are are you know we don't talk enough and i think that male mental health is really important mm. but if you have those initial conversations you sit down and you say look this is happening to me obviously you know i'm remaining positive but it is going to be really difficult yeah like, you do it with a serious mature yeah, tone please can you like you know just be understanding of it if you are going out for drinks please don't be a dick about it like it is something that i'm really going to struggle with then Unless they're a terrible friend, they'll leave you alone about it. I also think that there are different kinds of friendships and different kinds of friends who work best in different kinds of situations. So maybe these particular friends, you just want to press pause on that relationship. Literally for like three or four months, you can still text them, um, but just don't incorporate them into your day-to-day life. And that's absolutely fine. Like they can just become a slightly 
uh, surface level friend for the time being and then you can rely more heavily on the people that perhaps it comes a little bit more naturally to them it's a it's it's heavy it's big okay it's it, it, you can't expect everybody to understand how IVF works and know what is the right thing to say and some people just naturally will be good at it and others won't so it's not a reflection on their character it's just you as the person in the situation needs to kind of work out who's right and maybe who's less right for the situation and in the moment, I think when people are laughing at it and might be having a joke about stuff, be it about alcohol or be it about, oh, firing blanks, you know, all this yeah. stuff. Yes, in that moment, you know, the, the, everyone's laughing or whatever and it's a, it's a good laugh. But the things that they are saying are, are not very nice things. And, you know, we're, we're a shiny example that, yes, there can be problems, but look at us now. Like, you know, we're, we're 14 weeks pregnant and yeah. it's not held us back. So, yeah, it's difficult. And I think that mates are so important to a lot of people, including myself. And mates, when they're being not particularly nice or having issues with stuff, aren't the best of friends to have around. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that either don't put yourself in the situations uh, or if you want to put yourself in the situations, make them kind of work on your terms. So have those conversations with them so they understand how big the situation is, even if like it's a group of friends. So I know that you know I've had friends that where there's a big group of them, it can be quite difficult to, to kind of have conversations that are more serious. Meet up with them individually, bring them over for a cup of coffee or something and go out for Face a cup of coffee. Them. Yeah, yeah, like make a thing of it. Like it's so important that as guys we have these conversations about stuff, um, especially things that are quite difficult emotionally. And, you know, knowing that you've got guys and mates who've got your back, um, even just people to take yeah. your mind off it, is such an important thing. So, yeah. yeah. And someone who's, like, a little bit removed from the situation, because it can get quite intense and quite heated, can't it? So it's important to still have your friends. I believe as well that when people kind of put a foot wrong and, and they say the wrong thing, often they don't realise they're doing that. And most likely, um, you know, the girl who sent this message in, um, your partner's friends will probably be be quite taken aback if they learn and they realize that they have been saying the wrong thing um so just honesty honesty is the best policy i think and like Trish said remove yourself from the situation don't go to spoons if you think you're not going to be able to turn down the beer just 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 don't go to spoons next question which we kind of touched i think at the beginning of this episode but worth going back over how did Tristan feel and cope with the whole going through fertility issues? So I think maybe the first thing to cover is how did you feel when you first found out? Because um, I guess that could be, like you said, a little bit emasculating. Yeah, I, it's definitely. That's like my first thought, I think, because there's something quite primitive and animalistic about human beings in that like procreation is like the thing right yeah yeah yeah. like caveman sow your seed spread my seed yeah spread exactly. my seed exactly have my child so finding out that you are not able to do that you know without the help of medicine and that you know you, you almost feel a bit inadequate now oh you're i want to say i know i know i know i know but i'm i'm saying that to the guys out there now saying yeah, you're not inadequate you can feel that way and it's completely natural to feel that way you know this is something that is a human function you know we are here to procreate and make more of us and finding out that you're not able to do that will make you feel very conscious of it and it heightens anything you know, any sort of feelings or insecurities you have before so i think the first thing to say and that's kind of thing that i had to go through is that this is not a bad thing 
right? The number of men out there who will now be having fertility issues. There was a statistic I read a few weeks ago, actually, about you know male infertility. <gasps> it's increased tenfold, hasn't it? It's, it's terrifying. Huge. And that's you know, there's a number of factors that could be involved with that. And unfortunately, there's not enough research done into it, so we don't know what the reasons are. There are some things that people say are, are bad for for fertility and things. Plastics, chemicals, heat, all, all that kind stuff, of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, you know, you are not alone. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, emotionally, I felt quite, uh, I guess, yeah inadequate like and that's not the right word to use but like I felt like I wasn't a real man in many ways and I know that you've said for yourself that you've not felt like a a woman in in, in knowing these issues absolutely it goes both ways I would say have these conversations with your partner because they probably feel exactly like you do do you know who popped to mind when you were saying about um like male fertility problems and feeling inadequate Mm -hmm. Henry VIII and look what a massive fuck up that was he just kept remarrying people he killed two of them. <laughs> like, I think owning that biologically something's gone a, a little bit awry, a, a, a little bit topsy-turvy, knowing it's not your fault, like you haven't done anything wrong, it's just the hand that you've been dealt, and then... Don't behead And then your without wives. divorcing and killing people, like yeah. trying to resolve the situation with a helping hand from medicine. Beheading should be a last resort. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Try everything else first, and only then can you behead. <laughs> we do not condone. Yeah, please don't. Behead please anyone. don't do that. Don't do it, Henry the Eighth. God, what a what a turnip that man was. What a turnip. He was. It was all his fault. These the poor women trying their hardest, and it was his his flipping seed. Anyway, don't know why that came to mind. You're nothing like Henry the Eighth. You're also not ginger or f- fat <laughs> or. Tudor. <laughs> or royal. Well, we don't know that yet. Do we? What? Is this something you've not told me? Are we sitting on a mass fortune? Are we going to get a stately home? Please say we get a stately home. I don't even want all the money. I just want a big house. They kind of go hand in hand though, don't they? We could always sell it if times get hard. Exactly. Or we could rent it out for weddings. It's an investment. Oh, I like where you're going. Well, let me know if you're a fine okay. royal. I will. You're the first person I tell. Thanks. Okay, this one's quite cute. Uh, Coping mechanisms. How can they cope when they are not allowed into appointments? And how can they cope with sitting outside? Oh, God. I mean, you, bless you little cottons, didn't you watch episodes of Family Guy to distract yourself? Yeah, I watched Family Guy on my phone. Oh. The problem is when, you know, your partner goes into appointments, you can't speak to them. Like You can't know what's going on. So you will know in that moment that they have found something out. They will know it's bad news, good news, whatever it may be. You know that they know and you are not able to find out until they're out. So the worst thing is sitting in your own thoughts and like festering, especially if it's a longer appointment. So if there's poor signal in a hospital, which generally there is because hospitals seem to just reoccurring block thing that all internet. Their Wi-Fi is so unreliable. Exactly. Can't even watch naughty videos on it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> which is what we all want to do. Everyone needs to do. <laughs> We're sat in a waiting room. Bring your own material, remember. Yeah. Even in Back a waiting pocket, room, just make sure it it's up. there. Uh, so, for all you know, they could be sat in that waiting room for half an hour before they even go in for their two minute long appointment but if you were expecting them to only be 10 minutes you're you know, you're gonna be so worried so first of all do not expect the worst because i know it's difficult when you've been dealt bad news and difficult news not to kind of be conditioned to expect it but yeah do not fester in your own thoughts 
occupy yourself with something else. Play Sudoku on your phone. Play oh. Flappy Bird. Watch Family Guy. Watch YouTube videos. Download TikTok and just scroll endlessly for hours. Make sure that you are occupied doing something else. Unless, however, you're able to FaceTime. Yeah, which is an option. Always, always ask. Often you will find that your consultant or your midwife or your nurse, whoever's looking after you, at whatever stage of the journey you're on, um, feels bad that the partner can't come inside. They, they feel it for you. They get it. And so they're going to be totally okay with you FaceTiming them. However... They don't know you want to do that unless you ask the question. So just ask the question. So easy. And if they say no, then at least you tried. Okay, this one's a little bit scientific, Tristan. So uh, let's see how we go. The difference between sperm sample results, such as things like mobility... Uh, aren't, there, aren't there loads of things that begin with the letter M? There's loads here. Yeah, mobility, maternity, uh, morphology. morphology. Yeah, All right. So, Do you think you can know, you know these without Googling uh, them? No, I don't think so. A semen analysis test is used to assess the quality of your sperm. What they do is they look at a small area of your sample, a small amount of fluid, and they look at how many sperm are within that area. It's like looking at a, a, a river and looking at the amount of, like, wildlife living in that area okay it's like doing a survey it. right of an area yeah so a normal sperm count ranges from 15 million sperm to more than 200 million sperm per milliliter anything less than 15 million sperm per milliliter or 39 million sperm per ejaculate is considered low a low sperm count is often referred to as oligospermia Oleg- oligospermia oligospermia Oligospermia. <laughs> a high or above average semen analysis count is over 200 million sperm per milliliter. Wow. Semen analysis tests for the following. Number of sperm, so volume, which is your count, right? Yeah. Shape of the sperm. That's morphology. Morphology, yeah. Yep. And movement of the sperm, which is? Uh, mobility. Motility. Oh, motility. Yeah. That's rogue. You'd think it would be like mobility, like mobile. Exactly, but whatever. Now, they look in that area of sperm and count how many of the sperm are mobile, how many of them are in the right shape, and then they blow that up for the amount there would be in, in that ejaculate, whatever. If you imagine a dinner plate, they're looking at like a 5p p's worth section, and then I guess they use that as an example to work out the average across the board of the whole dinner plate. Makes sense, makes sense. As I said, you would expect to have between 15 and 259 million sperm per milliliter. Of those, you would expect to have 40 to 81% having total motility, so progressive and non-progressive. So that means either if they're moving forward with it or if they're just wiggling. I wish you could see with the impressions that Tristan just did. You vibrated from side to side. And then also morphology, you would expect to have between 4 and 48% in the right shape. And what was yours? Mine was like 3, so I yeah. was just underneath. So mine had the issue of morphology and motility, but it was progressive motility that was wrong with mine. So mine were moving, they were fine, so I had a really high percentage of them that were able to wiggle. However, uh, because the morphology was really poor, mm. their little t- 
tails were like off to one side, so they weren't swimming in a straight line, oh, which is the problem with them. They so were going around in circles. Exactly, exactly. It's like oh. having, I don't know. A dog chasing its tail. So that is how a semen analysis test looks at sperm. Um, obviously, there is a lot more science behind it, so please do your own research. Mm-hmm. Don't take whatever I say as gospel, because yes, I'm speaking on a podcast and I'm coming out in your ears, but trust me, there's an awful <laughs> lot of stuff that I will not understand. So yeah. please, yeah, speak to your consultant, uh, call a fertility clinic and speak to them about it. Or just give it a Google yourself because I'm sure there'll be a lot more information out there. And no question is a silly question. So I've also had someone else message me, a guy who I know has been going through IVF, and he brought up some really interesting points. Um, And one of them was around the quality of sperm and the way that you can improve it. Mm. Now, I have only experienced our clinic, so I don't know about the people. Um, But our clinic didn't really have much of an interest in my sperm, did they? They do what? They didn't give much advice on supplements at all. I've spoken to other people since and they were like, oh yeah, I'm currently taking XYZ, which has been recommended by them. I don't think our clinic even recommended folic acid. We just knew that we should be taking it. So yeah, we kind of had to do our own research on both the egg and sperm front. However, that is not the case for all places. So, for example, this guy said that one thing that he found with his clinic is they were focused on trying to get them to conceive naturally before they did IVF. Mm. With us, it was a bit different because Miranda's AMH was so low at such a young age. They were concerned that that drop had happened recently and you were on like a really steep decline. There was no time to, to try naturally. It was like, right, we need to do IVF like ASAP. We need to get this done. However, this lovely couple, uh, they were told to try naturally for a while. So part of the thing that they did was to try and improve his sperm quality and improve her egg quality and give them the best chance of conceiving naturally without needing to spend all the money on IVF and all the treatment. Um, So he went into IVF having already tried all this stuff with his sperm. So he was given a much better kind of background information on what he could do to improve it anyway, which obviously helps the IVF. Has he told you what it is? He said a few things. Obviously, there are some bits that you can find out on the internet and stuff. So we tried a few things for me. Wasn't overly successful, but again, we didn't try hard enough. I don't and not think, long, on my side. not for a long enough period exactly. of time. But the advice that he got was to keep his balls cool, hey. which is the big one. I think that people say like sperm does not need to be overheating. Like keep yourself cool, and also that the male body is designed to ejaculate every day for the best quality over time. I didn't know that. I know. So it's like emptying and refilling the tank with good quality petrol every day. Every day. Oh my goodness. Really important. Well, if ever you needed an excuse. There you go. Although he he did say that every other day would be okay though. Oh, okay. But no more than that. Okay. God forbid you do more than one a day. Or less than that. If you go less than once every other day, then... Okay, I just want to very quickly say... Even if it's a happy handshake... Oh, yeah. Oh, Sorry, God. darling. Stop for a happy handshake. <laughs> in the shower, she doesn't even need to know. Just do oh, it quickly. Oh, Miranda. She doesn't want just a happy handshake. You don't need to specify where it's going to be. I just want to say, if you if you haven't been doing a happy handshake once every three days, you know, please don't panic. Like, there is time to fix this now. I just feel awful if anyone's panicking. Going, oh, my God, I've not been pleasuring myself enough. It's all my fault. It's not your fault. Trust me. That is just saying that the, the male body is designed to do that, right? It doesn't mean that you have to do that, but it's what it's designed to do. Yeah. So, you know, give it a go. But, yeah, look up online, find out information, speak to your clinic and say, is there anything I can do? Because if you ask, you get the information. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I asked how long we should, like, avoid, you know, 
Abstinence. Abs- that's the badger. How long you should be abstinent for before embryo transfer and before I do my sample. And they're like, oh yeah, like three days. But without asking that, I never will have known. So there will be other questions you can ask. And with hindsight, if we ever did it again, I would go to them six months before or three months before or a month before and say, what can I do right now to give myself the best chance of having the best quality sperm? You also took some supplements. So you were on Wellman Conception. We don't know necessarily whether that helped so much, but you were on it. Um, you were taking vitamin D. I was also on vitamin D. And we both took something called um, COQ10, which I think is a sort of supplement that helps. And don't quote me on this, but I think it supports um, regeneration of cells, that kind of thing, like breaking down and like making new cells which I guess makes sense if you're trying to make new spermies um so yeah again do your research um have a little look into it but definitely absolutely categorically keep your balls cool before we wrap this up I think it would be really nice to touch upon something that happened to you semi recently Tristan when you had semi (laughs) sorry that was really immature Tristan's shaking his head you're better than that that was cheap it's been a long day of sunburn. Um, yeah, that happened semi-recently where you had a very touching conversation with somebody all about this, a fellow guy. Um, and it was one of the first times, actually, I think you were taken very seriously by somebody. Which is actually quite a sad thing to say. Yeah, it is. Because it was post-IVF and it was, you know, we'd, we'd, been, we'd been pregnant for like nine, ten weeks at that point. So... I went through that whole time without having like a really serious conversation with a bloke about it, which was sad, but at least I've had one and I feel like I've imparted some knowledge on him. So yeah, a mate of mine, I was at his house um, and we were just sat on the sofa just chatting and he was asking me all sorts of questions. Now he's a bit older than me um, and he and his partner are engaged and hoping to have children in the future. And he was asking me questions uh, just around how I improve, you know, sperm quality and stuff because as you get into the position in your life where you're wanting to have children, naturally you start hearing these stories or you've heard stories in the past of people who've struggled and you think, is that going to be me? Like, am I going to be one of those people? And, you know, you pray to fucking God you won't be because oh, yeah. it's awful if you are. But, you know, you get through it like we have. Uh, and so, you know, you, you will do everything you can, well, you can, to make sure that you don't have to do that. Um, and so, yeah, I had a really nice chat with him. And he honestly, he just listened for like half an hour to an hour about me talking all about the IVF process and about what I did with, you know, with supplements and with looking after myself and like avoiding plastic. So like not having any plastic utensils or using a glass water bottle. And so much so that, I mean, he had a, he had a few beers, so he was a bit loose. Um, and he, <laughs> he got up from the sofa. He hadn't went, taken on the alcohol advice yet. <laughs> yeah, not, not quite yet. It was too late by that point. Uh, and he got up and he went to his kitchen and he got all of his plastic utensils out and he put them on the table. And his uh, partner arrived home. He was like, what are these here for? He's like, no, we're getting rid of them. We're going, we're going shopping for wooden ones tomorrow. So, so great. But, you know, he, it was so lovely to have that conversation, to feel like someone was listening to you and to be able to have that conversation with another bloke and just be like, yeah, this is what I did. This is how I struggled. This is what happened. And to have someone ask questions and be really interested in something because there is so much of it that you know, men are, are avoiding speaking about it. It's quite taboo. Um, I mean, even just talking about happy handshakes is a bit weird. Yeah. But, like, for men to be having open and honest conversations about it and learning from each other and being able to impart this knowledge on each other where you know it can it can really help someone you know it, it, going into it if i had had someone around who had been through it who i could have spoken to i think that i would have been much more relaxed and perhaps mm. handled the early stages of it better 
So yeah. That's really sad. But also touching. Yeah, if if you're a guy and you're listening to this, if you can find that person, it doesn't matter if you can't, but if you can at some point, someone that will just listen and pay an interest, like genuinely want to hear what you have to say. I think it will do wonders for your heart. I think that is it for today. I will apologise profusely if I have sounded a bit under the weather. And same with Miranda, because you're suffering a bit at the moment. I'm, you know over here still cooking from earlier's sun you need a, um, cold, I need a shower. cold shower and then i need to sit down and edit this podcast so yeah all the fun <laughs> but yes if you like what you heard the best way to support us is to leave a review share with your friends family parents guardians aloe vera after sun <laughs> share anything like i'm with them right now and don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts please do subscribe or leave a review honestly um the fact that tris has recorded this basically on his deathbed feeling so unwell I'm really proud of him and he's now going to spend two hours editing the whole thing Um, so yeah if you haven't yet now is the time please do get involved next episode oh I can't wait for this it's gonna be a little bit different so next episode we're gonna take you back to basics and we're gonna do a sort of like about us it's not going to be that lame and cringy um but i realized we talk an awful lot about um our ivf journey and what we do and what's happened to us but and you probably feel like you know us quite well i hope you feel like you know us quite well but you you probably don't actually know many like fun facts or like the slightly weirder things i know we do like to expose ourselves but there's oh we could go so much deeper so much more (laughs) yeah so next episode is gonna be quite fun it's gonna be like a little tristan and miranda special like just get to know us a bit better so yeah if you subscribe you'll get notified when that comes out hey there you go and don't forget you can see our faces over on instagram Miranda.Burns Tristan.Hall and Test Tube Baby Pod Pod for for Podcast Love you, bye. bye Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market They're your destination for unbeatable savings From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.